0: Welcome back to another Daily Walk at Our Walk in Christ. So today I wanted to talk about finding your favorite Bible translations. Um, I read different Bible translations every year, and to be honest, a lot of the translations out there are kind of crazy, kind of silly, almost in a way kind of stupid. The one I'm reading right now is The Voice. I mean, I think that this thing is just horrendously borderline heretical, Seth, definitely comical, but the thing is, is we need to always be reading the scriptures, but here in America, we have too many translations, and that's kind of funny because, you know, just a a few centuries ago, it was illegal to have a Bible in your common language, and that's kind of sad, really, if you think of it, um... But kind of what happened in in all of the shift of everything is that we have gotten to the point where we now have so many different English translations. I I actually did a count at one point in time. I can't remember what that number is, how many English translations there are, but I think it's over 60. Uh, And that was a few years ago. And that's kind of sad. Now, what I'm not saying is we need to have the King James Bible and that's it. And there are certainly some people that hold that the King James Version is the only accurate translation into English. And the reality is if you actually read the introduction to that and study the history of the King James Bible, you know that's not even true because even the King James Bible itself is a revision. The original King James is called the 1611 edition, which you can pick up, which is... Probably a, you know, above college age reading level for our modern population. Um, it is written in Old English, it is written with old letters, and it is difficult to understand. And there are a lot of words in that translation that don't mean the same things today as they did then. There's also a few places where there's actual known mistranslations in it, things that they got wrong in their haste. And so, what we have now is the King James Version Bible is not the best, the most authoritative one, as it were. The What we know is the current King James Version is, is a revision. Now, it's an old revision. It's old enough to be public domain, so if you definitely need a public domain version of a Bible— That's a good one to go for. There are, though, some other ones that are open under uh, open copyright. So you don't necessarily need to reference them or whatever else. That being the most popular of those being the Net Bible, N-E-T. And what that brings to the table is they say in their thing, freely use it. Any purpose. Because this is the Word of God. Now, the downside of that particular translation, in my opinion, is that to make sure that it didn't specifically align with any other copyrighted versions of the Bible, uh, they had to translate some things a little bit weird. So it's no longer the Garden of Eden, it is the Orchard of Eden. And so you get a little, couple little odd things like that in a few places. So that's kind of worthy of, of consideration. Um, but there are some great english translations and among those i would say what my personal preference is is the nasb new american standard bible which isn't the easiest to read but what i like about it is it is a uh it is a a direct transliteration now of course by direct transliteration when you realize that greek and and hebrew were written with different grammatical things hebrew doesn't have some of the the um uh some of the uh, connecting words that we have and so all those types of things are added in so that you can actually read it as an english uh, structured sentence but what i like about it is it is a direct translation now the opposite view is what you might call a dynamic equivalent where you're kind of getting the thought for thought now the niv was the classic example of that and back in the 1985 version of niv before 2010 I would recommend NIV as a good translation. Um, but there's some things that the company did. Um, there were some covenants that, with uh, theologians that they broke. Um, and just generally being a not good company, um, I don't recommend that anymore, uh, particularly since they've been trying to incl- you know, translate. They've been, Literally, if you look at how the NIV is moving, they have been shifting what the translation is over the last few generations and of course there's some people that even had a problem with the 1985 version I didn't I thought it was a great translation but once he got into like the 2005 uh uh, not 2005 yeah somewhere around then they started releasing some other ones they get they did the the TNIV um then they got caused some backlash they did the NIV uh, or the INIV the international version um and then they started to include some of that um, gender-inclusive stuff into the children's version, the NIRV. They got some backlash, so they pulled that back out. The NIV, the company behind it, which is Zondervan, they are not a very good company. I don't generally support them, so I don't recommend the NIV, particularly as an author. Um, you're not allowed to quote the 1985 version of NIV without written permission from them. Um, you can only quote the most current one version of the Bible as uh, as is currently is written. And this raises those kind of 1984 type questions in that, uh, of course, in 1984, uh, your main character, Winston, has to kind of rewrite the articles in history, and it pulls out the old archives and puts in the new ones. And you kind of get that kind of sense that in this modern world where the electronic copy is the official copy, um, then what ends up happening is the translation that you might use kind of starts to shift and it can start to mean something altogether different over time. And that's a challenge. So I don't recommend the NIV for that reason that they kind of cause these shifts and they don't listen to theologians and they try and dictate what the Christian world should think and say and do. Um, even so much as writing a Christian manual of style. So if you're a writer, you know, there's the MLA manual of style. Um, uh, That's the most popular one. There's a few other ones. And, of course, if you write for a specific genre or or paper, you might have a specific writing style. Well, Zondervan took it upon themselves to make a Christian writer's styling guide, which they did all sorts of things I completely disagreed with. which I can kind of cover in a different video, but um, all to say I would be careful with NIV at all uh, at this point. Um, Another great one is ESV, the English Standard Version. When the NIV started to break the covenants that it had made with a lot of pastors back about two decades ago, um, the ESV project was just kind of Wrapping up and getting i think it was a new version coming out. I think it's in a little older, but it was a newer version coming out and so a lot of your a lot of your solid theologians move towards the e s v it is, it is probably the closest to the NIV that maintains authenticity to what the scripture is. So it is a form of dynamic equivalent. Um, the King James originally was, of course, if you're looking at King James, I'd probably do the New King James, which is updated to our modern language and style. It doesn't have all the V's and thous that uh, cause challenges for some people. Um, Another one that I like is the NLT, the New Living Translation. This is probably the most... The most uh, modern, and I'll use the word, but it doesn't, it's, I don't have a word exactly for this, but I'll use the word kind of inclusive. It doesn't fit exactly. Um, but the NLT, the New Living Translation, it is by all standards, a fabulous Bible. It is really easy to understand. There's some things that I, I look at and say, eh, I would have probably translated that a little bit differently. Um, but if you're looking for one that is very easy to read, NLT is a good one, um, and outside of that, there's just a ton of other little tiny versions. Oh, you know, one other one I'll mention, Holman. Uh, the Holman Bible is also very good, very well translated, very authentic to the Scriptures, an excellent translation. So with those kind of in mind, the, the NASB New King James, ESV, ESV. Um, NLT, Holman Bible. One of those should probably be your core Bible. There might be some other better ones out there, but I read different translations every year, and there is some crap out there passing as Bibles. And we have too many English translations. And as we have too many English translations, we have to recognize that there's a time we need to stop and say, let's stop printing these. Let's just stick with what we have that works because, as you notice, now we have an overabundance of English translations and nobody reads any of them. It's kind of like your television. We now have hundreds and hundreds of TV channels and we can never find anything to watch. But when you only had one or two channels on the old TV picking up with the rabbit ears, you were a little bit more dedicated to what was in there. It's the same thing with the Scripture. Find yourself one core translation to be your home translation. For sure, branch out. Particularly if you're an academic person like me and you want to see what other people are doing, branch out, study the other ones, but have one home translation that you keep coming back home to. So that's my message here on today's Daily Walk. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out com forward slash support